you're listening to Frankly with Faith. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Faith Tomlinson. I'm a soon-to-be expat who will be living in Saudi with my husband, Steve. I'm a professional housewife and expert in giving sass. I'll talk about the fun and excitement, the highs and the lows of being an expat. I'll discuss the misadventures of love and marriage. You'll hear me share some candid conversations about trauma, mental health, and other purposeful topics. I'll sprinkle in some news and gossip from around the world. This is Frankly with Faith. Welcome everyone to another episode of Frankly with Faith. I am always curious how couples met. I know that's kind of nosy, but that doesn't stop me. Um, I often find myself asking, how did you meet each other? What did she do? What did he do? Um, Things of that nature. In my head, I'm always envisioning like this perfect meet cute moment. Um, For those of you that don't know what a meet cute is... A meet-cute is a term coined by television and film. It is a scene in which two people who will form a future romantic couple meet for the first time. Oh, God. Uh, I remember, I guess, my own meet-cute moment with Steven, our first date. Um, It wasn't, like, picture perfect, but I still like to call it a meet-cute because it was our moment. I mean, even before our first date, we met on eHarmony. Um, on the website and to say that now just feels kind of old school because we didn't do the whole swipe right swipe left thing you know I don't we never had an opportunity to do like the coffee meets bagel or the bumble or what's another one Um, tinder oh my god how could I forget tinder Um, yeah we didn't do the apps we just I guess again met the old-fashioned way on a dating website and so we met on eHarmony and I remember when Stephen first sent me an email a message on eHarmony I read his message I liked what he had to say and so then of course I went to his profile and I loved everything on his profile so then I went through his pictures and all of his pictures were great he looked really attractive and then I got to this one picture and it was of Stephen at night with sunglasses on in this button-down shirt with the collar popped and his hair spiked and the moment I saw that picture I just thought douchebag <laughs> total douchebag look and so I just did not even bother responding um, and then like a couple of days later Stephen sent me another message and it just seemed really nice and sincere like the content of his message wasn't anything like prolific or profound it was just nice so then we started corresponding on eHarmony and then a few days later that turned into you know texts and conversations on the phone and then fast forward to our first date so our first date took place at this Mexican restaurant in Houston called Cyclone Anaya's And I just remember getting ready, being really excited, trying to make sure I looked hot, but not too hot, you know, all the regular normal first date things. And Stephen had warned me before first date that he had something to tell me, but it wasn't like anything too serious. Um, 
but he wanted to tell me in person. So I remember I was sitting at the bar, I'd ordered a drink, was eating some chips and salsa, waiting for Steven to get there. And I see this white guy come in and the face was Steven, I could tell, but there was something very different about him. He had long hair, like past his ears. I mean, it didn't make him ugly or unattractive. It's just that he didn't have any pictures on his profile of the long hair. So that really caught me off guard. And I remember as he was walking over to me, he was just like chomping on gum in his mouth. Ugh, it was so annoying. <laughs> like he was chewing on gum with like his mouth open. Just and I, like I could I could just see that it was just oh, it was bad. But he still looked really cute. So, you know, of course, we hug. He came over. We start talking and immediately he explains the hair thing to me. And he was telling me how he was growing out his hair for a cousin of his who has alopecia. And so, of course, right there, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, he's so sweet. Like, totally didn't mind that he didn't tell me he was growing out his hair the weeks before. Um, it was such it was for such a good cause and purpose. It just said a lot about him. So the date dinner and everything went really well to the point, of course, where both of us didn't want it to end. And I just remember we went to another bar and we kept drinking and we were hugging and kissing and it just felt really natural. So from that moment on, we were pretty much together. We were in a relationship. And um, soon thereafter, we ended up moving in together and a couple months later decided to take our first trip together to Peru. And I was so excited because other than going to Mexico, I had never been out of the country before. And I remember telling like my brothers and my friends and all my girlfriends were really excited. Um, but my brothers, of course, and my dad were really kind of apprehensive. And I guess rightfully so. Like, who the hell is this person? Um, and why are they taking you out of the country after just knowing them for such a short amount of time? So my brother Tim and I are really close He's one of my best friends. Um, we tell each other like practically everything. And so I remember sharing this with him and he had his reservations, but he was really supportive. And one day I came home and Stephen was like, hey, I got this email from your brother. And I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I got an email from your brother. And he's like, I'm not I'm not sure about this trip. And I'm like, well, why would the email from my brother make you change your mind like about this trip? Like what's going on? So <laughs> he like read the email to me and I I loved him. This is just an example of why I loved him. So Tim and email Stephen and you know, he was like introducing himself, saying hi, you know, and telling Stephen like, hey, I know you're taking my sister on this vacation. That's really awesome. But long story short, his email basically said like, hey, if she doesn't come back in the same way <laughs> that she left, I'm coming after you. Mind you, Timothy is a Marine um, expert with guns and all that kind of stuff. So I was like, I was so happy. I was like, oh, he really loves me. My brother cares about me. Steven was petrified <laughs> because, you know, you never know what's going to happen on a trip, let alone an international trip. Well, we still end up going. So Stephen plans this amazing trip to Peru, and it started out really, really awesome. Peru is a great country. We were having a great time. But somewhere along the way, early on on the trip, 
I ended up not feeling well and beyond not feeling well became deathly ill. Um, so I remember we were on this sightseeing bus at night and we were having a great time. But as the tour was going on, I kept feeling worse and worse. My head was spinning. I was completely nauseous. Uh, I kept like yawning and hiccuping. Like I knew something was wrong. Um, seriously, seriously wrong. So on one of the stops, we stopped at this hotel to get like a couple, like a bite to eat and some drinks. I told Steven like, Hey, we got to go. We got to go now. This is not good. I'm not going to make it the rest of this tour. We have to go. So Steven went up to the tour guide to tell him like, Hey, thanks for everything. My girlfriend's not feeling well. We have to go. Well, the tour guide was none too pleased with this information. Um, he almost seemed like kind of pissed or insulted. Um, he was like, no, no, this is a great stop. You have to stay, blah, blah, blah. And there's, you know, there's other things that you need to see. And he was like, look, dude, no, like my girlfriend seriously is not feeling well. We got to leave. So we just left. We got in a cab and we left and we come back to the hotel. And by this time, I am feeling much worse even. So it was a good thing we got back when we did. So Stephen thought like, hey, maybe you need something to eat. I was so nauseous at this point. There was no food that was going to make me feel better. But hey, he was trying to help. So I said, okay, sure. He said, let me go get you something to eat. He comes back with burgers from this place called Bimbo Burger. And Bimbo Burger has these ginormous burgers. And the last thing I wanted to do was eat let alone this huge ass burger so he comes back and I was like what is this he's like well I got you food I was like I, I can't eat that so he lays in bed with me and he eats both of the burgers <laughs> and I'm, I guess I wasn't really bothered by that I was just kind of surprised but so I'm still laying there and now I'm getting more sick like I can barely move I'm in the fetal position and Steven's telling me like hey you know if you have to throw up just make sure you get up and go to the bathroom I don't know if anyone out there is like this but when I have to vomit like that I can't move like I once I know it's happening like my body freezes and it just happens so a few minutes go by and now I can feel it I know in, a, in like a matter of seconds, I'm about to throw up. And all I could say was, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And Steven's laying there next to me yelling at me to go to the bathroom. But of course, I'm like paralyzed at this point. And I just keep saying, oh my God. And I remember Steven like jumping up out of the bed and I'm assuming he was trying to go get the trash can. But before he could even, his feet could even hit the floor, I just started throwing up throwing up everywhere on the comforter on the side of the comforter on the side of the bed on the floor I'm just I'm just doing it and it's it's just coming and it will not stop so he brings a trash can over and he like tried to catch some with the trash can oh god but he he stopped that he was grossed out but he stopped that and literally I, I could not stop throwing up so somehow in like a break of like catching my breath and like throwing up, I managed to crawl out of bed and crawl to the bathroom where I continued to just expel what was ever in my stomach. And this proceeded to go on all night long. 
Stephen brought me a blanket and some pillows into the restroom because I was just glued to that toilet, just throwing up everything that was in my stomach. Stephen kept trying to get me to drink water, but it got to the point where I was even throwing that up too. And then the throw up spell turned into, I hate to say this, this is so embarrassing, into explosive diarrhea. (laughs) Stephen's face was just I will never forget it he didn't know what to do and now looking back I I can think like oh my god he's probably thinking about what my brother said to him and he's he's probably just terrified that I'm truly sick and something's happening to me like what is he going to do my brother's going to hurt him do we need to get me to a hospital a doctor so we just decided I was just going to stay put in the bathroom since number one and number two, all the things were happening. So they were just all going to happen in the bathroom. And throughout the night, Stephen would come into the bathroom and check on me and try to get me to drink something. But like, again, nothing would stay down. But he was very, very thoughtful and considerate. So the next morning, we had to catch a flight. We had to leave the hotel at like three or four o'clock in the morning to get on another flight to go to Cusco because we were headed to Machu Picchu. But we were not sure if I would be able to make it. Um, Stephen, at one point in the night, was thinking like, oh, my goodness, do I call the concierge, get a doctor here, get her to the hospital? Um, But I was determined to see Machu Picchu. And so somehow uh, I was able to get up and take a quick shower and get myself dressed. Stephen, bless his heart, tried to clean up the room to the best of his ability without grossing himself out but got to the point where he had to completely stop. So he wrote the sweetest little note (laughs) and left money for um, the room service person whenever they came to our room. And somehow, by the grace of God, we made it to the airport on the plane and we made it to Cusco. And we were able to continue our vacation, but the whole vacation, I was still very nauseous. Um, I would throw up here and there, but we were still able to finish the trip, which is really, really good because that was one of the most amazing trips I'd ever taken. And I'm really glad that I got to see Machu Picchu with him. But funny thing, on the way home, on the flight home, Steven gets sick. So I'm still sick, but not as sick as I was. Steven's now caught, I guess, whatever I had. Um, And on the plane, he I could tell he was in a lot of pain and just discomfort because we were taking turns basically going back and forth to the little airplane bathroom to to do our business. I don't know how we made it home after that long flight, but we we made it without messing ourselves on the plane. So we get home and I immediately go to urgent care because I'm sick now. Steven's sick. Like this is awful. So I remember being in the urgent care doctor's office and you know, they're like taking blood, they're running tests, they're doing all sorts of things. And I'm, you know, they're asking me where I've been and tell them where. And of course that piqued their interest. And the doctor comes back and he takes out a stethoscope and he puts it on my stomach and he's listening to my stomach and he just starts laughing. (laughs) So I guess he knew Apart from that, too, that I was in a lot of distress. So come to find out, he said I had something like gastrointestinitis. And he's asking me, did you drink the water? Like, you know, you're not supposed to. And 
I never drank the water there. Like I never ordered a glass of water. And when we did order water, it was bottled water. Um, the only thing I can think is like maybe the ice from frozen drinks. Uh, but we took, you know, we were really careful. Needless to say, it was a great trip. It was a gross trip. It was a fun trip. But it was that trip that made me realize like, I love this man. I couldn't believe that he was not completely grossed out and disgusted by what had transpired. I mean, he still even tried to get some a few times and like he still was attracted and still wanted to spend time with me. You know, this raw, real experience didn't turn him off because, you know, in relationships, sometimes you try to hide that stuff like, oh, you don't poo, you know, and fart and things of that nature. Well, of course, I couldn't help this this experience that I had being sick, but he didn't miss a beat. And to see how well he came to my aid and was there for me just made me realize, like, I love this man. So that is when I knew that I loved him and I loved him something awful. And it was the first time I had really been in in love. Uh, that sounds so like stupid, but like, you know what I mean? I've had, I had previous relationships and boyfriends, you know, where I felt like I was in love, but I never felt like I could be myself in those relationships. I was always trying to be what they wanted, meeting their expectations, um, doing what they, I don't want to say required of me, but I I guess it was something kind of like that, you know, like with Steven, I could be curly hair, straight hair, you know, fit as could be thicker than a snicker. And uh, it just, it just was nice to feel genuine love and care from someone who wasn't my brother, you know, so that is when I knew I loved him. And mind you, this trip and everything happened, I want to say like, three months into our relationship. And of course, everyone thought we were moving too fast. You know, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're already living together. But we did what felt right for the both of us. And we did what we wanted to do because we were in love. And here we are seven and a half years later, you know, married and still together and getting ready to move across the world. And we've created this amazing life together. And it's just nice to have someone like Steven by my side and in my corner. And I know no matter how sick I get, he will take care of me. And that's something like everyone needs to remember as far as, you know, when people try to doubt you or your relationship or the timing of things, you have to do what works best for you. Um, Love and life isn't as simple as a perfectly coordinated movie meet cute. That's just not reality. Everyone's foray into love and relationships starts differently and your relationship journey is unique. Honor the experiences and their timing. Live in your truth. Revel in the honest way your relationship unfolds. You've been listening to Frankly with Faith. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and like. 
I welcome interaction, so feel free to shoot me a message with questions, tidbits, and stories. You can email me at franklywithfaith at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at frankly underscore with faith and check out the website at www.franklywithfaith.com. Remember to tune in next week for another Frankly with Faith Delight.